We are offering freelance services in data analytics, machine learning, audio engineering, and web development. Feel free to check out our website services section to see our portfolio and what we can do. And book a call with us to discuss your data challenges. We'll be happy to help you out. This is Data for Future. Enjoy this episode. Welcome to Data for Future. This is uh, episode 47. Today, our guest is uh, Carlos Gomez. Uh, welcome, Carlos, to our show. Thank you, Pablo. Thanks for having me. Super happy to, to have you on our show. And just to give a brief introduction to our, to our guest, uh, Carlos is the Chief Investment Officer at uh, Bella Baba Crypto Asset Fund, which is a crypto hedge fund. Correct. One of the few that, I, that I've heard about. And also a board member at the Blockchain Institute and Technology here in Barcelona, as well as lecturer in some seasons during the year. And well, I guess a very enthusiastic crypto expert. So super happy to have you on our show and share your expertise with our listeners. Thank you. Thanks, thanks Pablo. I'm happy to be here and share a few experiences and ideas with your audience and with you. Yeah. Perfect. So why don't we start with something very generic? And for all those who are not so familiar with blockchain, normally I have struggled a lot understanding it when I was listening about, you know, educating myself about blockchain in the beginning. So as, as you are a very good aspirant, expert in, in this topic in general, could we start by trying to explain blockchain to a six years old? How would you, how would it sound in your own words? <laughs> Okay, well, okay, it's a very broad and, and not very easy question, but let's try to, to make it very, very plain and simple for everybody. Uh, let's say that blockchain, it could be a, a piece of infrastructure, but also could be an information system. Uh, what do I mean by infrastructure? Infrastructure is, is uh, it's, um, it's something, it's, uh, yeah, it's something that enables you, allows you to transfer value from point A to point B. And by value could be uh, uh, a coin who have certain monetary value and could be information that we know that it could have even more monetary value. And um, by an information system, I mean by something that we can record information, we can record actions, we can record uh, something that really happened and it has the benefit that it's immutable. And, uh, and by immutable, it's just, just it, it, it's something that it can be changed, it can be altered, it can be corrupt. And they have a, a, a strong value for everybody because we know is that once recorded in the blockchain, it's there forever. So that's, mm -hmm. that's the ultimate source of truth. And that's, yeah, that's very valuable because we know that people can change their mind, they can change the document, uh, some ideas can be twist, some documents can be forged, but uh, uh, blockchain allows to, once it's there, it's there forever in the original state. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a very good point, by the way, that you mentioned. Uh, we switched from crypto right into blockchain. Yes. And but maybe for many people, it's also kind of the same things, although they're not. Uh, blockchain... Blockchain can, be, as you said, it might be used for coins and for for yes. digital man money, but it can be used for other things. Well, it is and it's not. For example, they they can be a cryptocurrency without a blockchain to run on. Uh -huh. So, uh, so when when uh, when Bitcoin was invented, uh, one of the key key features of, of 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 the main enabler of Bitcoin is a blockchain. So the only way to move a Bitcoin from I, 
again, point A to point B is through a, a blockchain. So that's a part of, of platform. That's a part of the infrastructure I was referring to. So mm-hmm. you could have cryptocurrencies, but always we have a blockchain, but also you can have blockchains with another applications that do not involve cryptocurrencies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Very good okay. distinction. Thanks for, thanks for that. But definitely two different things. But normally when you speak about Ethereum and Bitcoin, exactly cryptocurrency as we know them, it's with blockchain and it has, as you said, they come together. Yes, exactly. They come together and in a very beautiful way that there is incentive mechanism for people to maintain the system secure. There and is to this... the right things. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. How did you, how did blockchain and, and crypto catch your attention in the first place? I know you have a very uh, interesting story to tell about this. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, sure. That was back in 2015. Uh, uh, let's remember that Bitcoin was invented in 2009. However, I didn't know anything about cryptos or blockchain until 2015. And it happened by chance, pretty much. So, so that was fluke. I was uh, halfway with my uh, law degree. And I was one night walking out of Sydney University, walking home, and I said, okay, what would be the best area of law to practice? Because um, I'm doing this as my second career, so I really want to practice an area of law that is innovative. And that night at home, I Google, which tells something about the Google algorithm, and I asked Google to bring me innovative areas of law. And the first research result that, that, that came to my computer was the concept of a smart contract. When I saw it, I thought, okay, that's contract law in a smart way. Which is, which I thought that was pretty logic. But other than that, I was wrong for the right reason. So, um, that, that's how I discovered the Ethereum blockchain, uh, that smart contract is a program. It's an application that you can program into the Ethereum blockchain. So, and, and since that night, I was hooked and, and I never looked back. So, uh, long story short, I discovered Ethereum before Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, that's but, pretty cool. That's, yeah. that's pretty crazy. And how was your way from from that point in 2015 to be, well, like, to becoming a chief investment officer in a crypto well, we asset live, fund? We live in the information age, and and mm-hmm. and you know that uh, people like you are working hard to to promote knowledge, to interview people, and put the, this concept, this information out there. So so since that night, I was I started consuming tons of quantities of content regarding the topic. So I was a self-taught practically. Mm-hmm. So I make myself uh, knowledgeable in the area. And then meanwhile, I was having a normal job. I was developing this mindset. And then I always, always knew that one day I would like to jump into the blockchain environment. And that opportunity came early in 2018. When I mm-hmm. just simply left Sydney, I came to the United States to work in a, in, in, in a blockchain project. And since 2018, um, I've been living here in Florida very happily and working exclusively in, in blockchain and crypto projects. That's pretty crazy. But still, yeah. it sounds to me like so simple. I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure it was not that simple. You know, I guess you need some financial background or how was uh, it in your way, in your case? Well, well, it, it's not very 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 simple however it's no more complex than other concepts that we face day to day so it's no more complex than taxation for example uh-huh. so so if you have to face once a year your tax declaration and and if you can go go through and make any sense of what's going on in this form <laughs> i'm sure that you will be fine if you invest uh, one hour or two trying to understand what blockchain is <laughs> yeah, yeah okay totally agree 
probably it is <laughs> it is like you say <laughs> and uh, well from from these uh, then six years of experience uh, one of the topics that I would like to discuss with you about blockchain and crypto is uh, sustainability because we at data for future we always try to unite the technology with the with some reason behind so in yes. this case for us it's sustainability it can be social sustainability so something for a social cause it might be yes. an environmental cause and yes. i'm sure you have lots of examples of how blockchain and crypto are used today already or might be used in the future that would be beneficial for those causes yeah Yes, absolutely. As you mentioned, the, the concept of sustainability is very broad, but it's very important. And and also, even especially when Elon Musk made, um, uh, he, he jumped into the wagon last year, becoming himself as a Bitcoin guy. But later on, uh, he said, oh, I didn't realize that the, the Bitcoin mining is um, was, uh, uh, consume a lot of electricity. I'm not sure if it's good for the environment. That caused a lot of problems for the community. But since then, mm -hmm. we have walked a long way. So, so, so I think to his credit, he put the environmental and the sustainability concept in front of the crypto and blockchain community. So, so in my opinion, his tweet was the trigger that now everybody have to think in parallel, okay, let's develop a solid uh, crypto blockchain business, but also let's think seriously in sustainability, okay? So mm -hmm. so that was the background. So back back to the concept. Look, we can find interested in examples. So for example, let's say that you are an African farmer and, and you, you uh, grow your crops and you have a small farm and work completely in an ethical and, and, and unsustainable fashion. However, you don't have the infrastructure, you don't have the power to reach international markets to, to commercialize your products in an efficient way. Okay. Now, let's assume that you are a very powerful buyer or a trader in Europe, let's say in the Netherlands, that, that is one of the largest port, maritime ports in Europe, that they, they, they receive a lot of products and then they distribute across the European Union. Okay. You, you obviously are environmentally conscious, as the Europeans are which is good, but you don't know where to secure and where to produce and where to find someone who can send you products in a sustainable way. They have been mm -hmm. harvested in a sustainable way. Well, okay. Let's, let's say, for example, the, 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 the issue about palm oil. We know that the palm oil is, is causing a lot of uh, controversy, especially in Southeast Asia, because there was, the, there's a lot of problem with deforestation, uh, a violation of human rights. So there are allegations that they are, they are being handled. However, in Africa, you have a lot of farmers that they can grow palm oil in a sustainable way because they don't have to deforest anything because the palm oil is it came from palm tree, the African palm tree, which is, again, hey, it's native from Africa. So... Mm -hmm. uh, it grows naturally in the forest, so it's it just it just grow and harvest in a very natural way. So the Europeans are are willing. Listen to that; they're willing to pay a premium to African farmers for a sustainable palm oil because that produce doesn't come attached to a lot of problems that are caused in other regions. Mm -hmm. But now, how 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 a trader in Netherlands can be sure that all all across the supply chain, the whole process is is clean? Well. Remember the other application of the information system when we say that we can record in an immutable way information. So if we use a blockchain solution, when all across the supply chain, we can certify via documents, via photos, via videos that these, these products, this, this package, this, this, this content of, of, of goods 
having harvest, having transport, and having dealt with in a sustainable world. And you can be sure that all across the, the chain from, I don't know, uh, Western Africa to the Netherlands, it just is sound and proper. Well, these traders in the Netherlands can be sure and they can issue a payment. Mm-hmm. So, and then, so, so again, the, the information system allows you and enables sustainable farming. So I think this is, this is great. And also mm-hmm. the trader, if the farmer in Western Africa, that is no bank, well, you can use again, the cryptocurrency application of blockchain to issue payments to the farmer and the farmers uh-huh. can receive currencies that are very liquid as block uh, as Bitcoin or ether just mm-hmm. to yeah make a decent living so so that's fantastic that that's from the sustainable and social and social environment yeah definitely Sample. yeah actually it re- reminds me of one of the project that we interviewed called ethic hub uh, check okay. out the other episode as well if you if you're listening to this uh, cool. it was really amazing where they used crypto to to create a very secure network between investors and uh, farmers. Uh, so as you say, like a bank that can issue money to the farmers in a sustainable and secure and fast way. Oh, so they did something sense. very similar to this. It makes and, sense. This is a great idea. That's right. I will check it out for sure. Uh-huh. Uh But definitely one of one of really great examples. I wanted to discuss, you know, the uses of the blockchain and crypto for good, because I think there is still so much, at least in my in my social circle, there is still so much misunderstanding what's regarding blockchain or, or crypto. There are some yeah. negative thoughts or negative perceptions of it because somewhere in some article, someone read that it's uh, used by drug dealers and, and stuff like that. And I thought, why cannot he- why cannot I find so easily uh, good applications of this technology that uh, are already happening today? So, uh, yeah, thank yeah. you for, for revealing... Uh, revealing some of them uh, any other any other things that come to your mind that you were so one yeah. you discussed right now about the supply chain certification uh, yes, great probably, example pro- probably just just to piggyback on the last comment you made about the bad uses and, and yes. i said look I, I mean let's uh, we have to understand that blockchain as any other feature in life such as social media such as the proper internet itself uh, can be used by humans for good and for bad for example mm-hmm. we know that we know that uh, youtube videos have been used to to perpetrate very serious criminal acts and we know that even the established banking system even with all the regulations with all the controls have been used to launder money so i think it's just don't blame the blockchain blame the human so yeah. so you can uh, uh just just um at at the end of the day the one who can choose to use something for good or for bad is the user itself another platform so so mm-hmm. it's it's um that's my that's my defense to to blockchain and bitcoin i mean it's not it's yeah. not an enable so it's not that we're opening the gate for something terrible you simply uh there is a minority of us that unfortunately choose to take the wrong path and they can take advantage of anything that it's available and blockchain yeah. is just one of the things available out there so that's no, it definitely. it's sad but but that's it definitely i, I cannot agree more uh, the same with ai uh so when I started yeah. in the field and started to learn AI, actually the majority of the yeah, uh, information I was consuming was uh, had a very negative aspect to it. Absolutely. Obviously, it's not. <laughs> it's just a tool. It's just a hammer. The question is that's how, right. How you use it is how you use it. That's right. Definitely. So, any other yeah. use cases before we jump into next sections? Uh, yes, obviously. That you'd like to just, share? 
just uh-huh. another just another thing that people uh, there is a lot of articles says about the energy consumption so i think oh, yeah. uh, we have came along uh, in the last three months uh, a lot of research that said that oh what 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 we originally thought there was a lot of energy consumption when you compare and in comparison with another industry well it's not that bad actually when you compare the output over the energy consumption uh it's not obviously the most efficient but it's but it's not by far the less efficient either so so i mm-hmm. think it's we are right in between i don't think that 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 could be the negative flag of blockchain especially bitcoin um mm-hmm. that that's it but but having said that i have another example i've been working with a friend of mine in in mexico uh he's he's working with uh, farmers in mexico and and they're they're trying to develop an ecosystem again when they can prove using blockchain and using a data acquisition through internet of things uh readers mm-hmm. and metals and, and record information in a blockchain that again is immutable uh, they can prove that through their farming activities they can simply help the environment and then they can use all the information they're using i'm not an expert in that type of area but uh um what I can understand is that they can use this information to prove to the regulatory bodies to get a certification that mm-hmm. they are they are contributing to 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 the CO two sequestration. So so they are they are contributing just to uh, get for the good of the environment, and that that information could be used even to to receive green bonds. Mm-hmm. And those green bonds could be sold and could be trained secondary markets, and the money could be reinvested in farming activities. So, so I think it's a it, it's a very it's a very good initiative that it's happening in the north of Mexico right now. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. I guess yes. uh, could we maybe even ex- extrapolate this and generalize to something like if 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 it involves tracking, blockchain mm-hmm. proves to be incredibly useful, right? Absolutely. Especially Absolutely. in any in any kind of application, I would say, right? Because yes. you name it, you name it, we yeah. can just simply, you name it, let's have a coffee and in half an hour, we'll find a way. So yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah no, seriously, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, Especially, no. I guess, when the, there is a human element involved in the, in the system, because mm-hmm. as we know, humans, if it's a very complex system, humans make mistakes, mm-hmm. maybe they make mistakes on purpose, if it's, uh, you yeah. know, if, if, if it's, if, if we speak about corruption, so there are, there are also use cases which we try to prevent and blockchain allows to do it really yeah. in a very yeah. elegant fashion, I'd say. Yeah, yeah you put it beautifully. Yeah, uh-huh. you put it beautifully. That that could be on purpose, but also could be uh, uh, not on purpose. Uh, but but regardless that it was on purpose or not, the mistake, the other party have to have the confidence that what they are reading hmm. is it's accurate and it's it's the real truth. So, exactly. so that's uh, that remove a layer of uh, uh, intermediaries that are there to certify and over certify and over certify and they eat profits and those profits sometimes are at the expense of the people who need it the most. Hmm. Um, so yeah, let's think about that for a second. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, very, very good uh, example. So thank you. Thank you a lot. And actually one follow up question on what you said about Bitcoin that their the energy consumption is quite high. Yes. I, I I was always wondering if the community agrees that okay let's move so right now there is a proof of uh, proof of work in, yes. in Bitcoin which means that there are some to verify the transactions when someone sends uh, Bitcoin from one place to another someone mm-hmm. else's computer has to solve an equation and yes. that's that's how the energy is burned basically so yes. there is another 
alternative to it, which is called proof of stake, which does not involve any computational power consumption. Correct. Um, we don't need to, to dive into that too deep. I was just wondering, is it even possible for, let's say, for Bitcoin to switch from proof of work to proof of stake? Um, or it, it will stay like, like it is forever? It, 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 technically, it is possible. Uh -huh. However, however, my, my personal answer will be highly unlikely. And, and, and the, the way I see it is that the, the Bitcoin community at the moment is more conscious of that issue. And the way that they are addressing the fact is not, not just simply running away from the mining proof of work uh, philosophy, rather to use more renewable sources of energy to power uh -huh. the computers required to mine. So I think is that with all this ban in China, a lot of miners and operators are migrating to I don't know uh, uh, neighboring countries, uh, and also a lot of a lot of uh, hashing power or a lot of miners are are mm -hmm. coming even to, to to the United States and using unused energy sources. That this is something I'm not expert on, but I find quite ironic. Uh, mm -hmm. Nuclear sources, and we call nuclear sources renewable sources what i found is interesting but i'm not going to question that i'll take from the experts so miners are coming to texas and florida to power mining machines using renewable sources so so, so i think is that that's the way that the bitcoin community is addressing the 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 issue rather than mm -hmm. walking away from Definitely. the structure super interesting uh-huh just to make sure like we for anyone who's not familiar mining is simply the the process of very fine transactions. So if you want to participate in the process and you connect to the system with your computer, normally it's uh, it's uh, graphic cards, GPUs that solve this. And this process mm -hmm. is called mining, which you get rewarded for. Uh, simply right. to, to to make sure everyone is on our boat and uh, <laughs> understanding yeah. what's what's going on. Yes. All right. And uh, it's a competition. It's a competition. The, the one who have the more powerful computer has a greater chance to, to resolve the, the mathematical equation first and then get the reward which mm -hmm. uh, which which are bitcoins every yeah. 10 minutes yeah. exactly and therefore the, the energy consumption yes you need of course very powerful of course of course there is a strong relation it's a correlation between power and the computer and, and the and the energy consumption yeah hmm. yeah um another, another question i had is uh, one of the most inspiring use cases for me in for, for crypto in general not specifically for bitcoin is that it's very democratic it's very it's uh there is no barrier. It's like, mm -hmm. or there is less barrier. Of course, there is, there is always some kind of barrier, like education, you need internet, you need phone. But yes. many people who have no banking access have a, have a phone and internet uh, yes. in developing countries. And oh, for yeah. me, this has been one of the biggest, uh, like one of the things with the biggest potential, in my, in my view, to give those 25% of the global population access to, to financial system through, through crypto. What do you think about that? Like, uh, why did it not happen yet? Or, or is it simply because we need more time? What's your view yeah. on that? Okay, um, I'll give you an example. I'll give you the most obvious success case briefly, and then I'll go backwards to show you what we have to do to replicate that. Uh, El Salvador. Mm -hmm. El Salvador, we know, is a country in Central America, not very wealthy, uh, beautiful people, but we know that the economy is not the strongest. However, the, the president made Bitcoin a legal tender in the country. And to be able to do that, uh, the oh. government have to deploy, have to deploy 
for example, uh, Bitcoin wallets to all the population. Because let's take, it's not something that it's making illegal. It's just making official. So Bitcoin is the uh -huh. official currency of the country. So now when people are going to their market to buy food, they could pay in Bitcoin. Even the most the most humble person that can barely read and, and, and write, they can use Bitcoin. So, so what they did is just simply, I'm not getting to the political controversy if the president is good or bad. However, they deploy to the population, Bitcoin wallets. They deploy an a minimal infrastructure that allow people to have ATMs. They deploy an infrastructure that allow people to get educated. And now, and now only 21 days, well, 23 days officially, at the time mm -hmm. of this recording, after Bitcoin was uh, declared official, now you have 2.1 Bitcoin wallets in use in El Salvador. Uh, let's say that El Salvador only have 1.2 bank accounts, million of bank accounts. So now in 23 days, now you have pretty much 30% more Bitcoin wallets than bank accounts in this, in this small country. So that, that tells you how powerful in, in terms of the adoption is that. So now that's a success story, no matter mm -hmm. what. So nobody can deny that. So mm -hmm. what we need to do, one, education. But however, education is free and available. So you have good resources, you have bad resources. But however, you have plenty of great resources available in any mm. language, in English, in Spanish, in Chinese, and you name it. Infrastructure. It's true that you need a smartphone. Well, you could, but you could use certain transactions using a computer. It's true that you need a computer, but it's also true that you can find communal computers in, in social centers. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. but it's also true that you don't have to ask permission to anybody to join the network. Nobody, nobody's a gatekeeper. So, so regardless of your race, your gender, to whatever condition, yeah. whatever characteristic you have as a human being, nobody's going to ask you for anything. You're simply welcome. You just have to join the network. Hmm. And that's fantastic. So, so, so I think you only have to uh, be willing to, well, obviously know that Bitcoin exists and willing to learn a little bit and just willing to jump into it. Hmm. So, so, so as opposed to where you, where you came from, uh, three reference, uh, copy of your passport, uh, uh, yeah, uh, you name it. So it's just, just, just a certain process, certain roadblocks are simply archaic in, yeah. in 2021. Well, that's astonishing. I, I never heard of that. It's a very hot news as well. <laughs> I'm sure okay. it's hot news for, for many for many listeners. I uh, didn't yeah. hear about this in El Salvador, and uh, pretty yeah. inspiring. Do you do it you is. know if do you know if this if Bitcoin will become the currency used by the transactions that have that's hap happened inside the government? So, for example, the payments to the do to you the, mean in El Salvador? Yes. Yeah, 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 of course, of course, of course. It's a way that the tax is going to be paid. It's a way that uh, some salaries oh, wow. are going to be paid. So they're still going to maintain the U.S. dollar as a mm -hmm. parallel legal tender for people who want. But but obviously, if you walk into a bank branch and you say, hey, I have bitcoins, so I want to deposit, they have to take them. So that That's magic. That's incredible. So, so it's, it's, it's incredible. It's incredible. It's also incredible. because one of the, I mean, in my country where I'm from, in Ukraine, one of the biggest yes. problems the country has is corruption. In my view, if if all the country used Bitcoin, any or any cryptocurrency with a public ledger, the yes. the, the problem would no, probably not disappear. But it, we would have so much more transparency to what's going on because right yes. now no one can answer many questions. Uh, you know who where the money goes comes from and goes to. Uh, it's very edgy topics and uh, and, and that's a good. 
that's a good point, Pablo, because, um, for example, in the countries where for some reason there are some monetary issues, where there is some lack of trust in the in the government, it's way easier to sell the concept of cryptocurrency. For example, mm. if I if I talk to someone in Turkey, in Ukraine, in El Salvador, in Africa, and I explain the benefits of Bitcoin, woo, they will get it straight away. And you see the massive re-adoptions in countries like Venezuela and Argentina where inflation is simply ridiculous. However, mm -hmm. you have no idea how hard it was for me to sell the idea of Bitcoin in Sydney. Because in Sydney, when you walk the street, uh, people take banking for granted. Take, uh, people take low inflation for granted. People mm. take that you have access to a mortgage to buy a home for granted. So when you come with the idea that, hey, there is new feature that would allow us to do in their mind to do everything that we're doing already. So, mm. so there's not a problem. Why? What would change? However, in countries like, for example, yours, as you mentioned, boom, it's, it's a game changer. Definitely. It's uh, actually very great because... Normally, that the new technology is benefiting the already the most uh, educated, the most financially strong uh, countries and parts of the of the world. And uh, if it's the opposite way around, it's balancing things out. Hopefully, of course, of course. Hopefully, all right. Uh, also, what I wanted to ask you is: uh, obviously, you you work in a in a crypto hedge fund, and uh, yes, I there do. is an economical benefit to. I mean, it's a very popular investment asset, crypto. What are other use cases that uh, you know normal humans, humans like like me and you, uh, apart from our, you know, in our in, in my personal life, for example, how could how could I use crypto and uh, and blockchain? What what are the personal use cases? Well, look, look. I mean, it's it's um, um for example, let's let's um, you're living in Barcelona, uh, you're living in a developed environment with a strong uh, financial system uh, and under the rule of law. Regardless that we joke and we, we read articles that say that things could be better. Obviously, obviously it could be better, mm -hmm. but, but, but we live in a society uh, that is developed and they have the minimum standards. So for us, all the things that, are, that, that blockchain and crypto are solving in other regions well, are, are not particularly critical. However, uh, one thing I would say is that uh, inflation. Mm -hmm. We got we got regulators and we got government officials around the world, especially in, in Western countries, saying that oh, inflation is three percent, is four percent. When okay, think that for a second. Think that in that four percent, and uh, and then go back and remember how much you pay for groceries and your local supermarket against what you're paying now for the mm -hmm. same basket of groceries in your local supermarkets, and you will be amazed that it's close to hundred percent or even more. So, mm -hmm. so I think one of the things, uh, there is a video where I explain why this is happening and why this is wrong, but however, why they will continue with this wrong trend. So what I'm saying is that regardless of the inflation result that they are reporting, the real inflation is hitting your pocket very badly in countries mm -hmm. like yours and, and mine, actually here in the United States, this is critical. However, what I would say is that without, without investment advice, this is a general comment, and I would say that cryptocurrency responsibly, it's a, it, it's an asset class, as good mm -hmm. as any other, as shares, as bond, as cash. So, so get documented, get informed about the benefits, the pros, the risks, and the benefits, and then consider, consider as part of your portfolio of savings for your retirement, consider using a proportion or including a proportion of crypto asset in terms of your, uh, uh, your, your pie, I would say. 
And that mm-hmm. you, you will see that obviously they're risky. So obviously nobody can guarantee that things are going to go well. However, uh, historically, so far, so far, those who have included crypto asset in their portfolio have been benefited uh, from the volatility and from the returns so far. Again, no financial advice. I'm saying just simply take a look. Take a look at the historical returns. Take a look at the volatility. Take a look at the risk. And then I would encourage you to consider mm-hmm. including including a small percentage to to diversify your your overall your overall wealth uh, uh-huh. to to protect you from inflation pretty much because hmm. because if you put you put money in a certificate deposit in a bank they don't want your cash they're gonna pay you zero point zero something in yeah. return in a year and at the end of the year you get pretty much if you put a thousand euros you get one thousand point zero 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 cent euro and then the inflation would eat out completely the purchase power of that money and that's mm. that that's mm. that yeah yeah that's uh that's great let's leave uh, the this video that you mentioned in the in the description i think it would be great to, sure, to link sure. it to your content sure. as well the only caveat is in spanish because oh, okay. uh, that th- that was produced by the by the blockchain institute of technology in barcelona however i would i would commit here in your program your podcast to to replicate a video in english so so but yeah <laughs> Because I think it's worth it. Uh uh-huh. Definitely. Uh, and of course, like if there are any other links, how like maybe it would be a proper question as well, like how you educate yourself on, on, on blockchain and crypto. Uh, please let us know any kind of resources that you would allow you would advise for the general public to to consume and let's leave those as well in the Absolutely, absolutely. They are the, the usual suspect. They they are very good people. They are they are people working uh, in a very in in a very uh, uninterested way to educate the community. And uh, they are great resources in English, in Spanish, in French that I know at least. So so that they're worth reading. They're worth checking. Okay, okay. We'll leave all those links for sure. And uh, sure. as we're coming to the end, the last couple of minutes, I would like to leave to you, Carlos, to to have your minute of glory, so to say, and. Uh, uh. You know, just you can uh, make a self shameless self promotion <laughs> in terms of oh. crypto Velababa, uh fund or your personal work or you know how can okay. people get in touch with you and so on and so forth. Well, so I, feel free. Well, I'm going to say two things, and they are neither a political statement nor financial advice. Uh, the first thing is that uh, I encourage people to uh, reach out people that are trying to get elected and they are Bitcoin friendly. We really need people in Congresses. We really need people in governments around the world who understand the technology and not acting as a roadblock. Because if we elect the right official, they will hire the right regulator. And mm. that would easy and that would promote the ecosystem that would grow this because I believe that will be beneficial for all of us. And in terms of my 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 work in Belobaba as a hedge fund, well, I would encourage you to first get educated into crypto assets, believe that it's a serious uh, investment alternative, and I encourage you to consider including crypto assets part of your portfolio. And then obviously an organization like ours of Belobaba, so 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 we're happy to 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 answer any question you may have we are very active on linkedin uh, in, in and in social media well reach out and, and ask a question i will be happy to 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 engage in a conversation all right amazing sounds great carlos uh thank you so much for being here for sharing all your expertise with us thank and uh, yeah for My giving pleasure. this great talk my pleasure pablo thank you for having me